Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Where each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, and just whatever else happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for Explicit Podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Hello. Hello, Austin. How you doing? I'm doing as well as can be expected. And uh, we have our other co-host here, Alex. What's up, Alex? Hi. You kind of have, like, this evil smile... It's not evil. I feel like I'm going to cry. You're going to cry? Why? <laughs> because. Well, we've lost a co-host. We we've have. lost a frequent well. guest contributor. Okay, you got to, <laughs> you can say that. I have no problem with you saying that, but you got to immediately follow it with what it is. No one has died. We're all ghosts. Bully the long-term foster dog has been adopted, so he will not be snoring on the podcast oh, anymore. Yay. Or scratching at the door. <laughs> I mean, of course, we're so happy. Yes, we're so happy he found his forever home. But I'm going to miss that jingle of his collar on the recording when he's under your desk. I know. Alex, you hated that dog. I Stop saying <laughs> that. That's not true. Just, okay, for clarification, if we could put this to rest once and for all, I did not hate Bully. And I don't hate dogs. I'm just not a dog person. I didn't grow up with dogs. So I'm not really sure how to act in the presence of dogs. You definitely recoil in fear when they approach you. That's a good thing to do. Because he's a very large dog who doesn't know his own strength. So you're afraid of dogs? Is that what it is? Or what is it? Yes. Somewhat. I'm afraid of dogs. I've had, I think I've mentioned this before. I've had several family members who've been attacked by dogs. Well, I personally have not been attacked by a dog. Yet. Yet. Oh, dang. Uh... (laughs) I just, I'm not socialized being around dogs, and so I don't know how to act. Plus, Bully was really big, and I had my surgery, and I just didn't want him to jump on me. So, yes, I would recoil from him because I didn't want to get hurt. But I just, I liked him. I I miss him. So, he's a good dog. I cannot stop laughing, because normally you have to socialize dogs. Yeah. But in in Alex's case, you got to socialize her. (laughs) you got to socialize me. (laughs) We'll take it to the the Humane Society or something, just put you in one of the kennels with one. That way you can just really kind of grow that relationship there. See, I love puppy dogs. They're so adorable, and their ears are so soft. Puppies are annoying. Yeah, puppies are a lot. That's true. But if they're not my dog and I can leave the dog, it's like a child. When somebody has a baby, you're like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. But then you can like go home and you have to take care of it. Like same with the dog, all the perks, but none of the responsibility. So what is what makes you sway more towards cats, though, besides like the the dog attack thing? Because I've been attacked by way more cats than I have dogs. Um, They're small. You know, there's not a a, a danger of them like jumping on you and like hurting you by accident. I don't know. They're just there. Have you seen their little faces with their little whiskers and their little ears? They're so cute. I honestly, I rarely see cats faces. They always every time someone says they have a cat, I never see it. They're always like perched up somewhere or I don't know. They're just messing about. You know, they don't greet you and wag their tails when they see you. Anything like that. That's not entirely true because the cat we have, one of the cats, his name is Meatball and he's super cute and adorable. And every day when I get home from work, he's there at the door. 
I don't want to hear that cats don't greet you at the door. He's more kind of like a dog, honestly. He's so cute. I'll, I'll send you a picture. He's adorable. Oh, I thought you were going to go get him and bring him to the pod. Oh, no. he Yeah, he's uh probably downstairs sleeping. We need a new mascot so Meatball could take the place of Bully. Yeah, he's like 20 pounds. He's like a massive cat. And Holy so, cow. Anyway, we miss Bully Austin, but hopefully he'll have a good, fulfilling life in his new home. I'll never know. Uh, well, we will miss Bully. Um, so besides him being adopted and going on his merry way, what else have you done this week, Austin? That's it. That was pretty big news. I mean, that I don't think Austin news. needs any more stuff going on right now. <laughs> Alex. What about you? I went to work to earn myself a living. There's always some kind of drama at work. Oh, I moved cubicles. That was a big deal for me. Oh, I thought you were going to tell us about work drama. And I was like, oh, maybe you shouldn't. No, I moved cubicles. So that was exciting. Like you picked up your own cubicle and moved it or moved into another cubicle? I moved into the adjacent cubicle from mine because it was the girl who was sitting there moved into an office. So good for her. But the cubicle that I'm currently in is much bigger, uh, more spacious, different layout. It's a lot better, quote unquote, uh, than the cubicle I was in. That was the most excitement I had all week. Oh, at my at my work, we don't have cubicle superiority. They're all just cubicles. <laughs> They're all just the same. From what, what I understand, the cubicle that I'm in now, my new cubicle, was one of the original ones. And then as the office grew over the past, this was years ago, they added additional cubicles onto them. So those cubicles were smaller, just kind of like tacked on to the end. I have one of the original ones that is a little bit nicer in that it's just got more space, more cabinet space, different layout, all that kind of stuff. But it's still a cubicle. What comes in a new cubicle? Do you get anything like with it or is it just all you moved all your crap in there? I moved all my crap. I didn't get anything new. All my stuff went with me. So like printer, monitors, all that stuff. I actually, okay, here's the most exciting thing. I actually got keys for all of the drawers because my old cubicle was missing keys and I couldn't use some of the keys or the drawer space because they were locked with no key at all. Oh my God. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Whoever was sitting there before me lost the key. I have no idea. But now I have a full set of keys and I can utilize all my cabinets and that's just amazing. Oh my God. That's amazing. I mean. Should throw a party. I know. I don't know where to... I don't even know if I should share my week. I mean, Bully got adopted. You moved cubicles. I mean, we are the most boring fucking people on the planet. This is the raw, unedited reality of life. Let me see. Yesterday, I hung out with some friends, and we actually we went skydiving. Wow. Uh, no, 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 I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no. No big thing. Not as exciting as cubicles and Bully. I too had a boring week. I I don't know. I played Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. How was that? It was pretty fun. It's pretty fun. I couldn't remember how to do some of the puzzles, so it probably took a lot longer than it should have. There was a couple times in Untitled Goose Games where I where I just got stuck. I was like, oh, I'm just chilling now. Yeah, the the directions are very like they get extremely vague. One was like uh, wet a guy's shoes, and so I like threw it in a pond, and then he just picked it up and like washed it off and put it back on and i didn't get the point for it so i don't know they won't they want you to do a specific way but they're very vague about how it's phrased so has anybody ever played goat simulator no i'm just so curious i have not played goat simulator but i think about it sometimes i'm like what if i played goat simulator i forgot that game exists there's actually like two of them <laughs> in there there's like two or three of them there's three i just looked it up goat simulator three holy crap 
I thought they skipped Goat Simulator 2. Did they? I'm pretty sure. Is there a Goat Simulator 2? Let's see. That's what iPhones did. There's no iPhone 2. You are right, Austin. Wow, I feel bamboozled. I'm the Goat Simulator knowledge champion. Like I said, that game, I'm going to probably, I'm going to try to beat it. I never beat it. I get to the last level. I'll try to beat it, though. It's got co-op, so I can, you got couch co-op, so I may have to chime that in. I need another brain (laughs) to figure this out. Isn't it, it's Geese Game, Untitled Geese Game, when you play with two people. Oh, is it really? Yes. I didn't know that. I've never played co-op. I couldn't finish Untitled Goose Game, like I was saying. That was disappointing. But uh, what also was disappointing this week was that Direct that came out. I mean, I guess if I want to monitor my sleep, I can do that. That's cool. But I did not get anything fun from that Pokemon Direct. Uh, beg to differ. Okay, what did you get then? I'm excited for Pokemon White Lotus, which is not going to be anything probably as exciting as I'm thinking, but I like to build it up in my head. Woo, Pokemon White Lotus. I'm ready. I have to look that up real quick. I didn't, I missed that. Pokemon Concierge. I don't know what it is. It's some like stop motion thing where there's like a girl who works at a hotel. Oh yeah, Pokemon Concierge. And everybody's joking that it's like Pokemon White Lotus, which it's probably going to be, what did we talk about this, Austin? Like, it's probably going to be like a few couple minute shorts and it's not going to be anything really at all, probably in reality. Okay, I only got, like, snippets of that, so I'm sure it'll sound better on the recording. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the attempt. Oh, there we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, that's the White Lotus theme. I love this shit. This is my jam. (laughs) Alright, let's have that. If only you could see all of us audience bopping our heads along to the... It is a good theme song. I love that. That shit was made to be played in the gay club. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a straight bop. I love that song. No, gay bop. Gay bop. Hey. Oh, hey. Okay. I'll talk about the Pokemon Presents. I'm excited for the DLC. I love DLC for Pokemon games. Eh. For the sword. Really? I almost said sword and shield. Good lord. For Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, the sword and shield, actually, DLC was my favorite part of that game. So I'm excited for the Scarlet and Violet DLC. What do you get in this? Is it expanded maps and more Pokemon? Yeah, whole new areas. This is what we've come to with this series here. Y'all are a DLC, <laughs> DLC, DLC haters. DLC naysayers. I'm the DLC proponent over here. What if, okay, if they start charging 70 bucks per game, should DLC cost money or should it be automatically included? Oh, it's going to cost money. I, this is not a cheap hobby. I don't know what y'all are on about. <laughs> That's a good point. We knew what we were getting into when we decided to be video gamers. Mm-hmm. Unless you got Steam, then you can get good games for cheap sometimes. Excuse you, I gotta have Pokemon? That's a Nintendo-only thing, my friend. Mm. Also, my computer, and I'm sure, I don't know about yours, Austin, can't speak for anyone else, but I just have a laptop. Mine is not powerful enough to play a lot of games, so I do not utilize Steam. I have a PlayStation for that, so... Yeah, my la- my laptop's shit. It's making so much noise. It's, like, dying on its last breath. Like, because it can't handle a-, a recording happening. Oh, God. You know what that always reminds me of? Yeah, Brave Little Toaster, I know. I know it does. Sorry. Oh, my God. Okay, look. I know we just talked about this off podcast a few weeks ago, but first of all, 
A, the air conditioner death scene just scarred me for life, and also the junkyard cars singing as they're, like, getting crushed to death. It just sticks with you for all time. I can't help it. Yeah, I forgot about that. My mind erased that. I make no apologies. I just remember the one where they went to Mars. Oh, yes. That one's in... Is that the second one? It is the second one, Jacob. Actually... It's the third one. They skipped the second one. Oh, God. They (laughs) they did. They did skip the second one. (laughs) And the second one came out third. Out of order? Yeah, they released them out of order. Wait, there was a third one? The third one was the second one. Wait. I don't know how I know this. Wait. I don't have this knowledge. Wait, stop. Wait, wait, hold on. This makes no sense. I've only known there'd be two. Oh, there's three. To the rescue. Oh, to the rescue and then goes to Mars. Well, obviously, to the rescue didn't make a real impact here. No, they, they they released them in order, Austin. Are you sure? Yeah, the Brave Little Toaster, the first one, that was uh, 1987. The second one was 1997, which is To the Rescue. And then the Goes to Mars was 1998. I, I created that memory then. I remember this one. This is the one with the supercomputer, Wittgenstein. I do remember this. But it didn't have so much of an impact as the, as the Mars one, so. Why did I come up with a memory of them releasing out of order? They were released really close. Like, there was a 10-year gap between the first two and then less than one-year gap between the second and third one. So that could have been it. Oh, oh, plot twist. It came out in 1997 in the UK, but in the US, it did not come out until 1999. So it came out following the Mars movie. (laughs) Jesus. I was right. Okay. Oh, no, you guys. Oh, no. The leaf blower. A leaf blower? Really? Can you hear it? It's happening. Not nearly as loud as I hear my ancient ass laptop. Yeah, I can hear the oh, laptop no. and I can hear the laptop you can and hear the laptop. <laughs> can hear the laptop and the leaf blower. God damn it, neighbors! Can't you stop? Where there is no leaves outside. What is going on? Y'all, okay, we need to start a Patreon because we need to like rent out some studio space or some shit. This isn't working. <laughs> we need like actual recording space. We can, yeah, we'll just move on to our um, Pokemon episodes now. Let me see. Why, mild and wooly uh, and wired for battle. And uh, I am sorry, Alex. The randomizer has spoken. <gasps> no. <laughs> yes, no. it did. It did. You are so, oh my God. Uh, right before, okay. Before the podcast, I said, Jacob, if it pulls my name for the 30 seconds, I'm going to know you did it on purpose. I actually, before we start, I already, for the first part of it, I already go ahead and do it. That way it's not like me fumbling through time and like you hear a click noise in the recording. So I already knew. You knew <laughs> when I was gonna said go. that. I was going to let you sit there in some false hope for a little while. Oh, ignorance is bliss. It really is. I have the 30 second summary challenge and Austin, you get mild and wooly. Oh, boo. Wait, I get the 30 seconds. You get the, wait, say that again. Alex, you said you didn't want to do the Wired for Battle episode. You said you didn't want to do the 30-second summary. What do you want to do? I never said I didn't want to do the Wired for Battle, but I'm confused. My whole thing was based on... Okay, Jacob, I'm going to stop. You tell us the order. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Can we have a normal recording for once? Never. 
I got the 30 second summary challenge. Austin's got the first episode. Alex, you got the second episode. Oh my god. See, this is what happens when you're not an active listener. Then you think that your life is over when you have to do the 30 seconds, but it actually turned out to be not the case. So I'm sorry, guys. You said you didn't want to do the third episode or the second episode. Some revisionist ass history here yet again. (laughs) But she thought I had said the 30 second challenge? Yeah. (laughs) She doesn't want to do anything. No, I'm a team player. I'll do what the randomizer says. Okay, I'm just glad that that's what happened. I thought I was going crazy. I was like, I thought for sure she said she didn't want to do the. Se- okay, okay, I feel better now. I feel better. Okay, that, that's all that matters. I feel better. I'm good. All right. I'm sorry. I was distracted by the leaf floor. Jacob, are you ready for a summary? No, not at all. Too bad. You got to do it in three, two, one. Go. All right, the twerps are back at it this week with a Mareep episode, and we're walk- we're into a girl named Mary who has a whole bunch of Mareep. Uh, turns out they're preparing these Mareep for a festival, and they go up on a cliff to, for like kind of like a and it's a terrible mission. They get struck by lightning to dress them up. A team rocket comes in and tries to steal the Mareep, and they unsuccessfully do so when Pikachu and Raichu attack them. Raichus are herder for this episode, and the Mareep turn out beautiful at the end when they buff up and they win the festival the end time that was not this episode but okay what wait what that's not what happened they don't win the festival there was a festival there was a festival that they win okay we're gonna get into it okay (laughs) did we do the right episode alex we watched the same thing it was the marip episode we uh watched something different i guess jacob i don't know maybe we watched different versions of mile and woolly who knows austin lives in a different reality that's okay i'm still in the berenstein timeline we're in the weasel verse the weasel verse weasel verse austin hates the the idea of the weasel verse that's all right that's not a very well-known meme you have to explain it <sighs> i shouldn't have said anything okay i just came across a tweet the other day from like a while ago i don't even know when it was anyway this there was like a news article some years ago about a mink or some kind of rodent weasel type creature that chewed through some cabling at the Large Hadron Collider and shut it off. And so people were joking around that, oh my God, the weasel chewing through the wires of the LHC totally shifted us into this alternate universe called the Weaselverse. And that's why everything sucks because we're in the Weaselverse. Anyway, that was it. Oh, thank you, Weasel, for your uh, contribution. Weasels are trying to take down the human race. Sounds like that weasel is a convenient scapegoat for the failings of humanity. But okay. Ooh, that's <laughs> deep. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of deep, we're in the deep, deep canyon of the mountains of Johto. I don't know if it's a stretch. Actually, they're all up on the summit of a mountain. And a cute little Mareep with a bell comes to approach the twerps after Pikachu does some electricity bullshit. And they're all like, oh, look at that cute little sheep. And then about 300 sheep appear and they attack the twerps. You forgot to mention that Ash almost choked to death. He could have actually passed out and this is all in his head. I don't want to hear that shit either. (laughs) So I just want to point out that while Misty offers Ash some water to help his choking situation, Brock was content to let him die because he didn't do anything to help him. Well, I don't... I thought Ash was being a little dramatic. Uh, Now we're going to get into it. He was choking! He was choking as if he had food down the wrong pipe, but he did not. Because he just swallows it and it was fine. This could have been the end of our hero. He wouldn't have died, though. It was it was bread, and it would have softened up enough to where it would have, like, girzled its way down there, but the water he drank softened it up, so oh, it would have okay. been all right, eventually. 
Brock was the most prepared for this, though, and he didn't help at all because he has little kids. So the Mareep <laughs> are attracted by the smell of near death, and they come to crowd around Pikachu. Mary is there. Mary had a little lamb named Fluffy. And yes. I'm sorry. This is going to be the episode where I annoyingly interrupt every five seconds. Do you want to switch episodes? No, I don't. This is all I have to say. Okay. Okay. No, this is all I have to say. Do you want to know a fun fact? About Mary and her little lamb? Yes, exactly. It's Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. It's also the alphabet. Oh my God, it's a conspiracy. No, that wasn't the fact. Okay, annoying fact with Alex time. So in 1877, Thomas Edison invented the phonograph which is a machine that could record sound and also play it back. And the first thing that they think that he recorded and played back was Mary Had a Little Lamb. Oh, I heard it was a fart noise. Could have been a fart noise. Mary Had a Little Lamb is not Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Oh, wait, you're right. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I just made it up. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Yeah, Twinkle Star in the alphabet. That's what you're thinking of. Okay. How does Mary Have a Little Lamb go? Little lamb, little lamb. Oh, okay. yeah, you're right. Mary Had a Little Lamb starts in A minor. Twinkle to a Little Star starts in um, <laughs> B plus. <laughs> B plus? B plus? <laughs> B major? Perhaps. Sorry <laughs> to all of no, our musically inclined <laughs> listeners. <laughs> it's not quite B major, it's B plus. It's like the step before. It only got a B plus. It couldn't get that A. <laughs> Let me hit the B plus in it real quick. Leave five stars. So I'm not going to talk anymore because Austin got mad at me for talking too much <laughs> during the podcast recording. So go on, Austin. No, no, no. You're supposed to talk. You can't talk no, during no. a podcast. You can't talk during a podcast, Alex. I have nothing to say about this Mareep episode. You have nothing to say about the Scizor episode. And we're just going to make it happen. Because the randomizer is our god and Jacob is an, it's apostle and won't let us deviate from it. So I mean, we can. I mean, it's, I'm no, up for debate. It's too late. Okay. Mary's here. Mary's mom is here. Mary's mom has a Raichu. Raichu's a sheepdog. Mary's mom. Who does? Mary's mom have a name? Mom. Um, Isabel. Isabel is kind of mean. She's like, we got to get all these Mareep off these children. So she gets them all off the children. And then she basically starts yelling at Mary because Mary just wants to be a Pokemon trainer. And Isabel is like, well, you're really irresponsible, Mary. So that's not you're not going to be a Pokemon trainer. How old is Mary? Younger than the twerps. She's younger than 10. She's like seven. Yeah. So I'm actually on Isabel's side because she's legally not able to do this. <laughs> legally. Yeah. And she couldn't keep watch for she had to watch one Mareep. That's it. You know, Raichu had 20 and she had to watch one. And she couldn't do that. She shouldn't be battling anything. Raichu was cute. Yeah, this is a skinnier Raichu because it's been running so much after these sheep. It's not like Surge's. Yes, Alex? Oh, no, I was going to say, I agree with you, Austin, that I was completely on the mother's side. But, of course, the twerps have to butt in. And Ash is like, well, I'll help you, like, battle. And Brock's like, well, I'll help you, like, herd your sheep. And this poor lady is like, oh, my God, just leave my house. Yeah, Brock volunteers them to hang out with them for no reason. I don't... Okay. He's attracted to her. They just want free room and board like they always do. Well, yeah, and also he wishes she was 10 years younger. So how uh. old was she? <laughs> what, wait, oh, man, damn. Okay, we can add this up. She's probably... By that logic, she's 20. Because we're assuming... No, Brock's 13, right? 12? Brock's 15. Brock's... Oh, shit. 15? Okay, so she's 25. So 10 years younger would have been 15. So she probably mm. had Isabel, like, at... Yeah, at 18. 18 or 17, she had this kid. She looks a little older, because she looks older to me than, like, Jesse. But Jesse, I don't know. Jesse's kind of glam, so. 
I know Brock likes older ladies, Jenny and Joy. Yeah, she seemed like she was in her mid-30s to me, but... Yeah. Well, I hope y'all are ready, because guess what? What? The people of this valley, they love Mareep so much here in Mareep Valley, <laughs> that next week is going to be the annual Mareep Festival. Oh my, oh, oh my okay. god. Okay, at least we deviated a little bit here. At least we got a week before the thing, and it's not like ours. So let's at least acknowledge <laughs> that, okay? We can say we've, we deviated somewhat. Jacob's right. That week flies by, though. They don't. They seemingly don't do much <laughs> that time. How long? Okay, this is the game we got to play. How long do you think the Torps would wait? Like, if she, they got there and they're like, oh, the festival's in a month. Would they sit by and wait for a month for the festival? If it was a year, would they wait? Because they got to be involved in everything. How long Maybe, Okay, that's a good point. Maybe they're not actually coming upon the festival the day of every day. Maybe they come there, they find out the festival's in seven months, and they just wait seven months, and we pick right back up where the, we left off. That explains the slowness of us getting to where we need to go. Okay. <laughs> They've actually been in Johto for hundreds of years by this point from waiting for <laughs> annual festivals, but they don't age, so we don't notice. Well, see, the mom actually tries to get them to leave because she's like, get out of my house. Right, exactly. Because she's like, yes, the, the festival's next week and all this. And Ash is like, well, I'm going to win. I'm going to enter and I'm going to win this whole contest. And the mom's like, um, but no, you're not, because it's only open to people who actually like live here. Oh, so be on your way. And then they don't like leave. So <laughs> they claim they're going to help. They're going to like be farmhand and then they do absolutely nothing whatsoever to help. They're just freeloaders. They just want a place to stay and eat. I mean, come on. Yeah, she cooked them a meal like every night and the mom actually had some kind of sassy thing she said to Misty. She's like, food is made to be eaten, Misty, not looked at. She just wanted them gone. I'm tired of these goddamn festivals. But thankfully, we don't see the festival very much because instead we get an episode about Mary wanting to be a Pokemon trainer and the mom being like, no. But then Ash is like, you should do it anyway, Mary. Let's have a battle, which they do. And Ash shows himself to be a mature trainer because he knows when Pikachu's too tired to continue. But Mary does not, which causes her Marie to trip and fall and hit its face on the ground. Ooh. <gasps> I know, it felt so bad. Yeah, meanwhile, Team Rocket's here. And they're going to take all the Mareep because they want to make a Mareep wardrobe, I guess. Like how James had in his childhood. Okay, so James mentions having all wool clothing, even down to his underwear. And all I could think of in that moment was how uncomfortable and sweaty that must be. Being rich isn't easy. Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, who shows that off? I guess you. Got, I guess it's more of you got to believe someone. No one would show it off. Look at this Mareep underwear. Would you guys wear wool underwear? No. Okay. I hate wool, to be honest. It's kind of itchy. If it was my last option, maybe. I wouldn't wear Mareep wool either because it would electrocute you. Oh, that's static. Can you imagine the static electricity? Oh yeah. Oh, and if you got near your microwave, they'd probably blow up because the like they blow up when they're near electricity. So you'd be sitting there, hit go on your microwave, and it. Yeah, it's, like you, you'd be sitting there, and all of a sudden you'd be like, and a sumo suit would expand. <laughs> that would be terrifying. <laughs> like the Michelin Man. Oh, oh no, no, we're not going to add that word again. <laughs> so. We see this because in the middle of the night, there's a huge thunderstorm. And my first thought was, oh my God, it's another tornado. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. I told you they're in Oklahoma. Oh, they are. Isabel, or whatever the hell her name is, wakes up the twerps in, in the night and they're like, there's a lightning storm. We must go outside. I thought we were going to go like a scary movie route here. I thought this may be her plot to kill them. <laughs> I honest. wish. 
<laughs> like they're, they're freeloading. I got to get rid of them. We're going to go to a cliffside. It's dark. She almost succeeded. Yeah, <laughs> she did. Almost. Raichu gathers all the Mareep and they go up to the top of Pride Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Mufasa was there. <laughs> Some guy's holding a baby up in the sky. They all gather at the top of Pride Rock where a giant lightning strike shoots them. All the humans and Pikachu are hiding behind some other rocks so they don't get electrocuted, which... That doesn't work. I think they would still get hit by a stray bolt, but okay. So as the Mareep are hit by lightning, they are all killed. Just kidding. Instead, their wool absorbs the lightning and they, like, inflate like a balloon. Like, it's really kind of disturbing, actually. Just like in Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars, where all the balloons go to space. Just like in Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. Yes. yes. It's like they're steroids, basically. Yeah. And all the Mareep are like doing like glamour shots, and they're all sparkly, and they're all like so happy that they got struck by lightning. And at this point, I'm wondering, okay, why did she wake up the twerps? What are the twerps supposed to do to be helping her with this lightning bolt attack? I'm telling you, it was her plan to get rid of them. I assumed they were going to like go in there and shear the excess wool. After they were done? Was that the plan? They don't do that, though. They don't do that. But would they have done that if Team Rocket didn't attack in that exact moment? Perhaps. Because why else would she wake up the twerps? Mm, what does is, what is a naked Mareep look like? Ungodly, I'll tell you that. I mean, Flaffy's sort of kind of like halfway in between what it would look like, I think. But I have some trivia about Flaffy. <gasps> Flaffy! Flaffy facts! Flaffy's one of the only Generation 2 Pokemon to not appear in the anime until later after Generation 2. Really? Ooh. I think it's in the third movie where it's an illusion, Flaffy. I think it might be in, like, the Legend of Thunder special or something like that. But we don't go to Flaffy Town for the Flaffy Village or anything like that. So which writer hated Flaffy and why? What do we think about Mareep? We haven't really discussed it in the Mareep line. It's cute. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's a solid Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I never used it in a game, though. I've never, like, caught one. Really? Mm-mm. You guys missing out. Ampharos was a beast. I used it in Heart Gold, Soul Silver. It was a good Pokemon. Actually, I think now, now haven't we talked about how Jacob hates Ampharos and you used it in the game or something? <laughs> Jacob, why do you hate Ampharos? Uh, let me see what that Pokemon looks like real quick. Why does it not have any wool? I don't understand. Because all the wool gets electrocuted off of it. Really? Doesn't a gym leader use Ampharos? Isn't there a gym leader that uses it? Yeah, it's like a it's like a lighthouse Pokemon. Well, she doesn't use it. Jasmine, so you're thinking of Jasmine in Olivine, who's the steel type trainer. And she cares for the sick Ampharos, but she doesn't use it. I don't think I hate it. I just don't. It's like, I don't know. I just never appreciated it. I don't understand why it doesn't have wool. It's no longer a sheep. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that it's like fur or wool gets like, electrocuted off but like was that a pokedex entry or am i just like dreaming this let's see i do like when it mega evolves and it has fabulous hair that's good okay this mega evolution looks awesome okay here we go it wasn't ampharos it was flaffy it was okay so the pokedex entry in gold says as a result of storing too much electricity it developed patches where even downy wool won't grow okay interesting so these Mareep, what Isabel is doing with these Mareep is going to affect their growth. They're no longer going to be able to grow wool anymore, and they're going to be useless. Is this how they evolve? If you strike them enough times? Well, what's the point of a, a Flaffy? It doesn't have... I guess they reutilize them to make them into lighthouse sheep. <laughs> lighthouse sheep. I don't know. I mean, if they get wool... Yeah, if the wool comes from the Mareep, and that's what their use is for, 
You wouldn't want to evolve him. There'd be no point. Right. That's why she only has Mareep. Was it just me? I thought, I couldn't remember this episode, so I thought, like, the whole thing, like, after the lightning strike on Pride Rock, the whole fact of, like, okay, if they have too much electricity in their wool, it kind of, like, shears off and then they, they evolve. I thought Fluffy was, was the main Mareep. I thought it was going to evolve into a Flaffy. Fluffy the Flaffy. Fluffy the Fluffy Flaffy. Fluffy the Flaffy. But we didn't get that, so. No. Maybe they don't use, like, experience to evolve. Maybe it's, like, they get a certain number amount of times they can't be sheared. And then it's, like, you know, you sheared them ten times, they can't grow any more fur, and then they just go into uh, the next stage. Maybe they all have Everstones. Maybe they do. Oh, my. I, this just does not seem sustainable. I don't like this. We've delved too deep into the... We're thinking too much of it. <laughs> Is this true of real sheep? If you shear a sheep's wool to me, to me times, does it not grow back? I no. don't think that's the case. Yeah, I don't think so either. You're supposed to shear them because it helps. Like if exactly, I saw one where they were never. It was like abused because it never got sheared, and it was like all it had. Like it becomes really heavy, like super. Well, they, and then they went and they sheared it, and it was back to health. But they get really unhealthy if you don't like what she's doing to these things. Is actually super unhealthy for them for like their joints and weight. By making them carry the excess um, wool. Yeah, like it's really bad for the, They gotta walk down from Pride Rock with that. Yeah, it's probably really bad for their joints. But what if it's like cotton candy, you know, like spun sugar and it's like weightless? Well, it's filled with lightning. How much does lightning weigh? Uh, <laughs> Check the Bulbapedia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> does lightning weigh anything? That's an interesting question. Is it? It's plasma, right? <laughs> You're asking me too much science facts. All right, no more science facts. Team Rocket's here. They capture all the Mareep. I put blah, 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 Team Rocket in my notes. That's good enough. Yeah, there's something about, like, a reflective mirror and, like, all these lights or something. Okay, Alex? I'm sorry. I was just too curious. How much does lightning weigh? Okay, so does lightning have a physical weight? I don't know what this website is, but it says, I don't know what this formula is either, but M equals ec squared the mass of lightning is equal to lightning bolts energy divided by the speed of light so yes it has a small amount of weight but then this other thing well this is cora and these are just random people that answer oh and this says, no <laughs> that's a yahoo answers <laughs> that was th- that was from physics.stackexchange which i think that's also people just answering on a message board but according to cora lightning doesn't have mass i don't know what the fuck can some science person who knows like physics and lightning and stuff can can you like let us know I want to know if you get electrocuted when you shear Mareep's wool. That's all I care about. You probably use, like, insulated shears. You're probably wearing, like, rubber gloves. And the shear, you're probably not using one of those, like, bzzz ones. You're probably having to do it with, like, a sword or something. <laughs> okay. Team Rocket's here. Uh, I don't give a shit. They all watch as Isabel's Raichu exhausts itself as Ash Missing Brock stand there useless. I don't know. Flaffy or Fluffy, the Mareep, does some stuff. It does a combo attack with the other Mareep. Whatever. Pikachu lands the killing blow and Team Rocket's gone. Okay, moving on. The next day, Isabel had overheard Mary talking earnestly with Fluffy and saying how she has a lot to learn and she needs to grow. And between this and the Team Rocket attack, Isabel has takes this as a sign of maturity for Mary. And she gives Mary her own mother's Pokeball. What? Which is a symbol of maturity, I guess. And trust in her daughter. I don't know. I guess she's going to use that Pokeball on Fluffy, sure. Cut to a week later. We are in the massive stadium. It's like huge. It's this huge stadium, bigger than the Pokemon League stadium, 
filled with to the brim with people. These are all the people of the Mareep village, and they're all here to celebrate the Mareep festival, and they're here to watch Mary and her first ever Pokemon battle. The twerps are here, they've been bumming around for a week doing nothing whatsoever, and they're all like, she's gonna do great, you got this Mary, go on Mary, Mary had a little Mareep, let's go. And then the episode abruptly ends before Mary humiliates herself losing in a battle. The she, win. she wins. Come on, we know she wins. No, we don't see her battle. Yeah, by sheer coincidence, Hi. she wins the battle, destroying every other Mareep. I am curious about the point you made, Austin, this stadium and its sheer size and how they're funding this this whole event and, like, who are all these people what we don't know is that the Mareep value stretches for miles and miles and miles. And it takes up, an, it's like a huge area. So that's where all these people are coming from. Because remember, only people that live there can be in the tournament, too. So that just, you know, that tells you how big this place is. Maybe all the people in the crowds are actually Mareep. <laughs> if they get shocked enough, they turn into humans. Well, they're wearing people disguises. Maybe they're all like cardboard cutouts and they just oh maybe put Ooh. them in the stands to fill in the yeah. twerps and isabel are the only real people there yes it's like in when they had the sports stadiums filled with fake people during covid that was wild that was so creepy it was yeah Ew. oh my god that was like a nightmare i couldn't do i couldn't watch that shit yeah, did they really do that yeah. Oh, yeah well they had like the athletes like families and stuff cardboard cutouts of the of people's kids and stuff but they also had like People who, like, donated money or something. Is that right? They had, like, screens that were in the shape of people in the stands. And I don't know if you... I think you had to buy tickets and you could watch the live stream from the point of view of, like, you're sitting in that seat, maybe. Ew. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I mean, I guess they had to some find some way to keep revenue up. We lived through some times, y'all. Yeah, we have. I still think they opened the stadiums for crowds way too early, but whatever. That is true. COVID's here to stay. Okay, well, anyway... And that festival, is it all Mareep? Is it like Mareep just fighting Mareep? No Flappy allowed. <laughs> Only Mareep. <laughs> That's it. That's boring. It's just over Mareep versus Mareep over and over again. That's a hell of a sight, I guess. I just want to watch a documentary on how Mareep wool shearing works. I just want to know how this industry functions. Well, the dark Who side of thought? the Mareep. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought, Austin, that you'd be so intrigued by Mareep wool? Well, actually, given that this is actually vaguely interesting because it's pokemon in the world being used for utilitarian purpose like how does that work um how about we ask that magnemite farmer guy how does that work we had a lot of questions about him too i want to know like can we have like an electric pokemon farmer conference where like the magnemite herders come and the marie herders come and they all <laughs> talk about like <laughs> how they farm their electricity we're gonna be there we're gonna oh, yeah i'll be there up. i'd be there with the camera crew in a second with microphones we re- we record a podcast with each one of them we'd be so many episodes Gosh. backed up it'd be great should have been the mareep and magnemite festival yeah <laughs> that's what this episode should have been we we have hit that transition with like how we watch these things because when we were little the battles probably were the most entertaining aspect and we dissected those but now we're all about logistics. We want to know how the places get food, how they get water, how are they surviving how here. How does this industry function? Yeah. yeah. That's that's a transition. <laughs> we need logistics for sure with this. What makes me mad is that probably uh, was happening off screen, but we didn't get to see it. I know, and it's annoying. <laughs> that's not where our focus is. 
I'm gonna how how it's made Pokemon edition. That's what I want. Yes, that's what we need. Forget Pokemon Concierge. Let's get that. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything to say with that one, or are we ready to move on? Because that was a uh, like that's fun. The logistics of it. That's fun. Really. Anything. Anything. Bueller. No. Bueller. Okay. Now. We can move on to our most viable player and our least viable player in the quote for this episode. Austin, you're batting first, followed by Alex, and then I'll finish it off. Okay, I got a quote, and it's Isabel early in the episode explaining the Marip Festival. And she says, For as long as everyone remembers, the Marip in our valley have given us the best wool in the world. And so every... And then Misty cuts her off and says, let me guess. And so every year you have a festival to honor the Mareep. <laughs> so like, okay, so Misty knows. They, they've, ca- they've caught on to what's happening here at this point. <laughs> They're like, we do this every day. Shout out to four kids. That was funny. I guess my MVP will be Ash, actually. Wow. We didn't talk about it much. Wow. Yeah, I know. Whoa. Ash. Who <laughs> thought? Ash um, had a good moment of showing his growth as a trainer and alex is trying to not interrupt me but she wants to so bad just maybe not say what he said because that might be somebody's quote (laughs) i won't say it what he said but i'll give it to ash he was a mentor figure to mary my lvp will be james for having to wear um wool underwear (laughs) (laughs) it's like me undies This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Me Undies. Wait, is that like a play on like a real brand? That's a real brand. It is? It's a frequent podcast advertiser. Me Undies, if you're listening. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's um, one of the most popular ones. Wait, wait, wait. This episode's brought to you by Mareep Undies. Oh, ready for an expansion? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Is this like a men thing? It's for women too. Wait, 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 because I am not, I've never heard of this, and the fact that both of you men have seen ads for this. I'm with those Mareep undies. Should Mareep undies be our episode title? Yes. Boxer briefs. Oh, they're, like, in fun, like, patterns. Yeah, they're for, they're for people who have money. $34 for one pair of underwear? That's what I said. For one pair? $34? I don't know, oh, it was that expensive. My... Holy oh. shit. I better be able to wear that same pair every day. Ooh, they have <laughs> they have thongs for men. Okay, those are. Oh, we've, we've lost Alex. <laughs> <laughs> this is fascinating. Who would spend this much boxers? Okay, hold on. Let me see what a regular old pair of boxers goes for. How much does the thong cost? Twenty six. Twenty six dollars. Oh, I guess that's eight dollars less worth of fabric. Okay, so <laughs> this is insane, you guys. Okay, so if you they have a membership option, this is r- yes. absurd. The absurd membership for underwear. So it's 26, a regular pair of boxers is $26. It's 18 for members, and they have 91 colors? What is this? So you all want to hear a story about underwear? Is it, are you going to tell us how many underwear you go through a month? Because who, this is, get monthly. Who is going through this much underwear? I know who gets this much underwear. Oh my God. Oh God. Who? Someone with whom I was um, romantically involved with. Oh boy. This once is upon a time. Not good. Had a MeUndie subscription. Really? There was underwear everywhere. Like so much underwear. Like he like had it on display. Like it was underwear all, uh, ev- in every room. It was a lot. Why? So it's just the flex. It's just the flex then. 
It's a flex. It's a flex okay. because you have money and you to waste. And this episode's brought to you by me undies, a valuable use of your money. I'd have to try a pair before I judge it. Uh, I have tried it because there was so much underwear there. I was like, oh, I'll try. You use somebody else's <laughs> underwear? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's like, okay, I, look. I, I draw the line, like, even if you're in a long-term relationship with somebody, and you're kissing, and all the fluids, and I and I totally get that. Like, you'd say, Alex. All the fluids? All the what's fluids? What's different? Like, okay, let me let me finish. So, Did I hear that correctly? Yes. All the fluids and all that? So here's oh, the thing. Oh, they you finished. Would think to, oh. Let, me, let me finish. Okay, so you would think, what's the difference, Alex? Like, if you're, you know, twisting tongues and swapping spit and all this stuff... What's so different about doing that versus, like, using somebody's toothbrush? Because you're sticking your tongue in their mouth anyway. And other places. There's something wrong with that. I couldn't imagine. I know how hypocritical it sounds, but I wouldn't share toothbrush. Disgusting. And I certainly wouldn't share underwear. I don't know why. It's just. Well, it's it's permanent, though. Like, after you do the deed, you can go bathe and clean. The underwear, it's permanent. Like, even if you wash it, it's probably still there. Y'all don't wash your underwear? Like, no, I just get it. I just order a new pair every week. Well, you need a Be Undies weekly subscription service. There we go. Um, I know it doesn't make sense logically, but it's just like the principle of it. I don't know. Anyway, I have not been involved with this person in a very long time. So, moving How on. How is their hygiene? Is there a reason for the fact that they need so much underwear? Oh, he was rich and on drugs. So, okay. Insights into Austin's life. I learned something today. We're learning a lot today. All right. All right. <laughs> Alex, your okay. turn. Who's MVP and LVP is next? <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked. Okay. I was blushing furiously. Did you notice that? Because you were, you were talking about your sexcapades with the underwear When Alex freak? was like going off on it, I was like red in the face. Sorry. Yeah, red. This isn't a critique on you, Austin. I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted that one person would need so much underwear. That's nice. Thank you for sharing that, Austin and Jacob, for your insights into that. That was really wonderful. Okay. MVP. I've completely lost my train of <laughs> oh my Just come up, Alex, just come up with something. Just name. Oh my God, you can just move on. You can name any character you want. Okay. okay. Any character from this. Okay. Gary. I have a perfect, actually, I have the perfect thing. Okay, bring it on. My MVP goes to that one hoot hoot. While during the storm is like rolling in, it gets swept away on the wind. That was cute. We see it fly off into the distance. R.I.P. Hoot Hoot. Uh, okay, LVP, I'm going to give it to Mary for calling Swift Speed Star. <gasps> oh, shit, I missed it. You did. Good catch. <laughs> oh, man. I was waiting for my moment. Oh, exactly. That was the Speed Star bell. That was the Speed <laughs> Stop making me want to eat Taco Bell every single time we do this. That's why you have to buy so many me undies, so that Taco Bell. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Jacob, that was perfect. Okay, yes, yeah, Speed Star. Good catch, Alex. I, why is it even? I know it's called Swift because speed. They changed it to Swift, and then I, didn't realize it was going to be stars. I guess. But they've said Swift before. Right? I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think we're too far, we're, we're way too far into the show for, for Speed Star to still be happening. But it happened. Mm. So, yeah, Mary, get your shit together. You, how can you call yourself a trainer when you can't even get it right? We are not in Japan, Mary. Get right. it together. Right. This is America. We don't do Speed Star. <laughs> we don't do Speed Star. We do Swift. 
we don't do uh, rice uh, balls either. We do jelly donuts. Yeah. Are the moves reversed in Japan? Like a swift speed there in the games? Most of the moves have different names. Yeah, I know. That's the reason like it's swift. It, we have swift here. Is it speed in Japan? Like would you like to use the move speed instead of swift? It's, it's speed star. Oh, okay. Speed star. That's why it's stars. No, I'm talking about the move, like the, the actual attack. Yeah, it's called speed star. Okay. Okay, yeah. So. Jacob, what is, get together. <laughs> no, I thought you were talking about... Okay, my bad. Oh, you mean like the attribute? Like yeah, the, yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Um, Quote. Okay, so I'm going to give it... This is a serious quote. Well, a serious, I guess. Versus like something funny that I usually pick. So this is when Ash and Mary are having their little heart to heart, and he's being a good mentor to her. So he says, you know... I think the important thing for a trainer to remember is why a Pokemon battles. And Mary says, I thought attacks were important. And Ash says, they are, but a Pokemon loves to battle because it loves to win for its trainer. They think of us, so we should always think of them. And Mary says, you're right, you know everything. And Ash says, trust me, I just made the right mistakes. That was sweet. It was. I, it got me. This is why he was my MVP. He deserved it in this episode, except for the fact that he kind of tried to undercut Isabel was like, battle even if your mom says not to. <laughs> well. He has his moments. I miss this Ash. Is it my go? Yes. All right. I'll make this speed. I'm going to uh-huh. give, yeah, I'll give my MVP to MeUndies for providing us with oh as, much, as much content as the episode itself. I'll go ahead and throw that out there. I'm going to give my LVP to Meowth. He was kind of like a sacrificial lamb when all the Mareep come to attack Team Rocket. They kind of throw him out there with like a metal rod and he's used as a lightning rod. And I could have went poorly. And my quote comes from, oh, Brock. I tell you, after he said this, I got really hungry. He, They're talking about how beautiful the weather is. And then Brock goes, yeah, this fresh mountain air sure helps you work up an appetite. What? Why? <laughs> Why would that make you get an appetite? Maybe there's something to that, like less oxygen in the mountains, more energy being burned, hungry. Okay, so that got me really curious. So then I went to the store and bought like Mountain Breeze <laughs> for Breeze, and I sprayed a whole uh-huh. bunch, and I smelled it, and I didn't get hungry. I got a little sick, actually. So I got the opposite oh, okay. of hungry. I thought you were going to say you like poured the Febreze down your throat. I thought you were going to say you huffed it. <laughs> oh, that too. I did that one time. I, okay, I didn't have mouthwash. Jacob! <laughs> I didn't have mouthwash one time, so I thought maybe like cotton scented Febreze would make my breath smell good. So He did not do that, Alex. Please tell me he you did. He did not do that. <laughs> it worked for like 20 minutes. It gets everywhere. It gets in your sinuses. Don't do that. Kids, don't do this at home. Yeah, please, yeah. please do not try at home. Jacob is a professional. Hey, my date liked it, so. Did you try on each other's underwear after? No. Was it? Was this Leslie? Was the date Leslie? No. Okay. It was a Mareep. <laughs> okay, Jacob, are you ready? Oh, let me, one second, one second. Okay, yeah, wired for battle. In three, two, one, go. All right, so this episode is about, like, life today. We have a guy named Shingo, who this is kind of like the main character, who uses a computer to basically base everything on life and have real experiences through his computer. And that's kind of like millennials today. We live on the computer. We don't go out and have experiences. So I really related to this character. He uses his computer to fight Ash. Ash teaches him that real Pokemon is the way to do it. You don't just hypothetically do things. And Ash treats this kid that real life is better than the computer world. In three, two, one, done. Time. Good job, Shingo. Good luck with this episode, Alex, because there's not a lot, yeah. you know. 
I like this episode a lot. Okay, let me see. How many bullet points do I... Oh, wait, okay. Let's see how many words I wrote for the Mareep episode in my notes. 494 words. Wow. Okay. It's like an essay. I know. It's practically an entire page, actually. What font? It is Liberation in 12-point font. I use LibreOffice because I don't have Word. How many words do I have for this? 264. So I didn't really write anything, so I'm going to try really hard to make this interesting. And it's not going to work. So disclaimer. Now I want to learn how to do word count in Google Docs and I can't figure it out. I think you either go to file or settings. It should tell you. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Hmm. Let me see. I have to like look at it. Tools. It's under tools. That's what it is. Oh, tools. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. I have 417 words for the Scizor episode. Oh, good. Maybe you can help. And for the Mareep episode, I have... This is a fun little exercise. Let's do this every <laughs> week. <laughs> for the Mareep episode, I have less. I have 359. Interesting. Okay. Another fun fact. So I don't keep all of my notes from like the everyday episodes. I do keep the ones from like the specials, like the Pokemon movie and the novels and all that. I, I keep that... I'm currently up to 35 pages of notes. Um, I keep all of my notes, and I am at 178 pages. See, I should I made that mistake. I should have kept all my notes in the very beginning, but... Ooh, and we can include them in our future Patreon, potentially. I can't, because I deleted them, so... Jacob, how do you do with your notes? I just delete them. I type them on my phone and oh, delete well. them. <laughs> After the, after the episode. <laughs> We're going to change that. Okay. All right. the good stuff, like the fan fiction and the Pokemon Live and all the fun stuff we've done. So I probably still had the fan fiction. That's oh, my it. God. That was so good. Austin, what are we doing? I know you mentioned this several, several weeks back, but we're due for part two of that, aren't we? We'll discuss off pod. Okay. All right. I've been trying every th- tactic in the book to keep from talking about this, but it's time now. You got to get wired in. I gotta plug in. We gotta do this. All right. So we start out. Team Rocket is in the bushes and they're spying on the twerps as they walk along the forest path. And they're trying to, they're debating on what are they going to do to trap the twerps? Are they going to come up with some crazy scheme or are they just going to go with the good old pitfall trap routine? They almost decide to do the pitfall trap when they're interrupted by a scary old guy who sounds like he smokes a pack of Marlboro Reds a day who's also lurking in the bushes for some strange reason. All of a sudden, we see a flash of red, and this strange Pokemon that we've never seen before flies into their face and kills them. And we hear their last screams as they leave their earthly bodies and die. Uh, meanwhile, the Torps are like, oh my gosh, somebody was screaming. What's that? This is scary. I don't like this at all. We should get out of here. Is this old guy supposed to be someone? Uh... Is this a call to something? Yes. Austin, tell us. you have trivia? I got all the intel. Tell us. Okay, first of all, I thought this guy had a really good design. Did y'all think that? He was generic to me, but what do I know? Okay, I thought he looked pretty distinctive. Did he look like Raiden from Mortal Kombat? Oh, I I don't have that info. Oh, his outfit. Yeah, Yeah. like, okay, I can tell the outfit, yeah. His name, sorry, Alex, spoiler. His name was, why am I still in the Mareep episode? Muramasa. His name was Muramasa, and his scissor is named Masamune, but I looked it up, and apparently, according to myth, Masamune was the teacher of Muramasa. So Muramasa owning a scissor named Masamune is kind of reversing what the role should be. Ah, okay. 
Are these like figures from like Japanese? Yes, they are. They were historical sword makers, but they've been mythologized, of course. Um, And according to Wikipedia, they never actually probably met. Like, I don't know, like, if that's because of their birth date or what, but apparently they didn't actually know each other in real life. Okay, that's interesting. That was beautiful, Austin. I'm going to throw this out there to the audience. This is why you need to listen to our podcast and not Veronica Taylor's new podcast, okay? Because you get get more insight and more information from this podcast than you would from theirs. Throwing that out there. I'm not throwing shade or beef. I'm not trying to start anything. I'm just pleading our case. That's all I'm doing. Okay, I guarantee you Veronica Taylor does not have a 20-minute tangent on borrowing people's underwear. Again, (laughs) again, valuable information you only will get here. You're just pleading our case more. Keep going. We are avid supporters of all Pokemon anime podcasts here. If you are listening and you have a Pokemon anime podcast, please reach out. We would love to do something. Yes, absolutely. And also, we love Veronica Taylor in this house. Veronica, if you're listening, reach out. We love you. Sorry I thought you were Aunt Hillary that one time. (laughs) Yeah, Austin's still beating himself up about that to this day. I am. (laughs) Um, That's my biggest regret. (laughs) If you want to talk to us about underwear subscriptions for 20 minutes, we'd love to have you. Anyway, so if you have a Pokemon podcast, we'd love to hear from you in general. And you made it this far into this episode. Good. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Yep. You're loyal. We appreciate all of our listeners. Okay. Thank you, Austin, for that fun fact. That's very interesting. So Scizor is here finally after forever. Scizor is super cool. Thoughts on Scizor in general? Scyther's cooler. (gasps) Really? It's interesting. Yep. Hot take, Austin. Jacob? Uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm, I'm more Scyther, but that was because older Scyther was really cool. That's probably my favorite oh. Pokemon to the series is old, old Man Scyther. If this was Old Man Scyther, it'd be a lot cooler. Yeah, it'd be a lot. Like, if he had a little goatee that was like fuzz from like, you know, bug fur or whatever, that'd be cool. But practicality-wise, the scissor makes more bug sense. Bug fur? Yeah, it's got, you know, like bees have on its tail. Okay. Like, if I'm battling, though, I'm probably going to go with Scizor because it's got, like, that exoskeleton hard thing going on. But it, ha- it now has a quadruple weakness to fire. Ah, good point. Keep it away from open flames. I just, I don't know. Scizor looks like it's, like, in a gimp suit to me. What? <laughs> <laughs> like it, it takes it off and it's actually a scyther. <laughs> because the scyther, okay, because first of all, you trade it with the metal coat, right? So it's wearing a metal coat. Scyther has a mouth and a nose. Scizor does not. It has a mouth? What are you saying? Does it? Yes, it does. Its mouth was open several times here. Oh, well, it's not as obvious as Scyther. Okay, I'm going to cut that out. That was stupid. Okay, rewind. Scyther, I don't know. Its blade seemed a lot more menacing to me. It's like a huge ass, like, grasshopper blade. And Scizor has, like, little, like, like safety scissors for hands. You know who Scizor looks like? Who? The red man from the Powderpuff Girls. Or the Powerpuff Girls. Him? Him. Yes. That's a stretch. Yeah. No, no. Look at that. Okay, I gotta the, push it right the lobster here. claws. You're thinking the lobster claws. And the face and the redness. I think it favors okay. him. Okay. I mean, I wish that Scizor was wearing like a pink feather boa. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Take that out of it. Th- this is this is not the reaction I thought that Scizor was going to get, honestly. Scizor's fine, but Scyther's cooler. I like Scizor. Scizor has like those little wings and Scyther has big wings. The slicers too. The necromorph thing, slicers, those look cool. I li- So I'm partial to Scizor because steel types are one of my absolute favorite types in general. 
So maybe I'm just alone on my Scizor Island here. I'm more I'm more of a Cleavor fan. With its axe hands. Yeah, way cooler. Eh, okay. Yeah, so Scizor... Okay, to your point, Jacob, though, I would have preferred... Because there, there ends up being two Scizor in this episode. And fun fact, again, the English dub changed it so Masa... No, Muramasa, the man, in the Japanese version, was Shingo's father. But in the English... Oh, movie, that makes sense. Yes. I thought he, he's not his father in this one. He's his teacher only. That just makes more sense, because it looks like in this episode, they definitely are closer, because he's really focused on him more than his other pupils. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes a lot more sense to their father. So that much. changes the entire episode completely. Yeah. It really does. I- I'm not really sure why the decision was made to change it so that they were not related in the English version, but I would have preferred it be kind of like an old man Scyther Scizor situation. Like, they should have had Shingo's be like the normal one, but then they could have easily drawn the older Scizor with like little tufts or some kind of... Oh, and have it like be like scarred up? Yes! Awesome! Because it's obviously this thing is like legendary. It even has a name, which I'll get to that in a second. So I don't understand the, the reason for the change. I don't know why they they didn't have him just continue to be his kid, but whatever. All right, um, I have one more thing. Yeah. Mega Scizor is way cooler than regular Scizor. I'll say that. Mega Scizor is dope. Bring him up, Austin. Oh, hey, that's got, awesome. Like, that is really cool. It's a much better design. Like okay. rail gun hands. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. The Megas are so good, and I'm so upset that they didn't bring them back. Oh, okay. We can go on a whole tangent, but we're not going to. Let's continue on. We don't do tangents on this <laughs> Not Not here. No, no, never. Scizor's <laughs> here, really super cool, in my opinion. Not so much Jacob and Austin's, but that's okay. It jumps out, it confronts Pikachu. Ash is about to battle it, but is stopped by Brock because this Scizor is very threatening and menacing and one wrong move. I think they were implying that Scizor would, like, rip Pikachu in half, honestly, because mm-hmm. it kept zooming into its claws and doing the whole, like, shing you know like the oh metal sparkly thing like okay i'm gonna chop you in half if you come closer to me what's his face muramasa comes out and he's like this scissor is my scissor it's not a wild scissor uh and misty actually gets all up in his face and is like you're a terrible person and how dare you how very dare you so he's like well okay i'll make it up to you by bringing you back to my trainer school and that's where they go. He's got like a fighting dojo in the middle of nowhere. And it's crazy. They are just in time for the Scizor Festival, which I is, <laughs> is just actually two days away. Whoa. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Holy crap. What are the odds of that, Jacob? No. Jeez. Good lord. I wish. That would have been amazing. Oh my god. <laughs> just ham it up. <laughs> It was the Scissor Festival in our hearts. That's right. He takes him back to his weird school where all the trainers have fighting Pokemon for some reason. I don't know. No, not other Scythers or anything like that. How this is what this? How many dojos have we been to where there's nothing but fighting Pokemon? Not many. Not yet. Oh, I'm thinking of that guy's. Uh, that was not a dojo. I'm thinking of that guy's fake gym that he had. The Rocky guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't a dojo. That no, that's not a, a dojo. That's like a like fighting... An old boxing... <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, yeah, that's not a dojo, though. But there are many fighting dojos to come. Okay. You're right. There there was AJ's, like, weird Compound. school. Compound, yeah. 
I, I didn't like how all the background students were like dressed like jeans and baseball caps and stuff. Why weren't they like dressed like they were in a dojo? Were okay. they? Oh, I didn't notice yeah. it. Okay. Well, they were minor. The only people that matter, Austin, is Shingo and the twerps so yeah the printable son right shingo's outfit was stupid too so one kid comes up and he's like uh there's this this super secret scissor like who's the best scissor ever and his alias is the crimson streak because he's so fast and amazing i don't really know the whole purpose of that but that's what we get what i missed that completely you didn't miss the part where he introduces masamune as the crimson streak Yes. Okay. Well, it goes nowhere, and it means it really okay. has no impact on the story. So <laughs> <Probably have> to... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. Am I? No. <laughs> what, Jacob? Come on. <laughs> that would make you buy more MeUndies, a Crimson Streak. Oh my oh. God! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if that happens, please go see a doctor. Please, <laughs> begging you. Yeah. So, underwear jokes aside, uh, scissor. This is this scissor is not the focus of the episode because as we quickly learn, there's a kid named Shingo who is so good. He's he's transcended actually battling because he stores all of his information on his laptop and therefore he just hosts mock battles on his computer. And so like what's the point of actually battling when he could just do it all on the computer? Yeah, and the reason why he's named Shingo is in Japanese for a boy's name, that means, like, careful or calculated. Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. According to Google. <laughs> that's what that means. Name trivia is so interesting. Like, mm-hmm. meanings of names and things like that. Yeah, so he's so full of himself. He he has no use of actually battling because he already knows the outcome before it even happens. He's basically a computer addict. He comes up and introduces himself, and he's like... I know everything about you, Ash, even more than you know about yourself, because here's your file. It really surprises me that he has no data on Brock or Misty, because they were gym leaders. Yeah, that was weird. Mm-hmm. But his file on Ash is so up to date that Chikorita is in it. Yeah, yeah, which is really weird. That proves that the Pokemon League sells your data. I'm just saying. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if Chikorita wasn't in it, it would make a lot more sense, because it would just be this is Ash Ketchum. He was in. He's been in one league so far, mm-hmm. right? Because he mentioned Charizard in the Richie situation. Yeah, not listening to him. But I don't know. Chikorita being in that profile that really throws things for a loop. Yeah, he basically knows everything Ash has ever done, down to what he had for dinner last night, and it's pretty creepy. Muramasa's like, "Please, Ash, I'm begging you, save Shingo from his crippling computer addiction. Show him what it means to be alive again." Make him go outside and actually touch some grass. Ash is like, okay, I will help you. Then we cut over to Team Rocket. Team Rocket's there. They did not actually die horribly. They are here and they have a plan to, I don't know, plug a USB into the computer using a really, 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 really long extension cord and download all the files so that they can beat everyone they come across because they'll know everything. And I love Jessie in this because she's so computer illiterate. It's super cute. (laughs) (laughs) She has no idea what even the basics are. She's like, what's a download? And she thinks that the the concept of downloading is to physically pull the computer to them using the USB cable. This is like a dumb plan by them anyway. I mean, they only ever follow Ash. I mean, why do they need all this other trainer information? They only stick to one person. 
if there's one thing Team Rocket does, it's get distracted by anything new and shiny. They see a bunch of Mareep and they're like, let's steal the Mareep. I believe it, that they're going to get distracted. Like, oh, that kid has a laptop. Let's take the laptop data. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they were trying for once to branch out and like do something other than follow Ash. But of course, they were thwarted. They They were caught. So Scizor snaps the cord with his little claw hand. And Ash is like, what the hell are you doing here, Team Rocket? I'm going to stop you from stealing our data. They do. I think they get into like some kind of battle and then they lose and then disappear. I kind of didn't really pay attention to this part because all of a sudden Shingo and Ash are in a battle. Yeah, that's basically it. Oh, Team Rocket basically reverse psychologies Shingo into actually battling because they're like, ha we're so good. We're not even in your database. And he's like, oh, you're right. I have to collect all your data. So then he calls out his own scissor named Blade, which is the most mid-2000s thing I could ever think of. Ash is like, good job, Shingo. You beat your addiction and you can actually battle like a real person. And they do. And it's Scissor versus Heracross. Heracross is super duper cute. Heracross is victorious because, as we all know, sheer instinct trumps actual raw data any day of the week. That's all you need is just to have heart and all your dreams can come true. So yeah, he wins and Shingo's like, Ash, thank you so much for opening my eyes. I'll never touch another computer again. And we all lived happily ever after. Mm -hmm. And then Shingo breaks out in cold sweats and shivers as he goes through withdrawals from the computer, Mm -hmm. but he overcomes it, and there you go. He just plays Pokemon Showdown the whole time. That's how he wins. I was thinking of Pokemon Showdown the entire (laughs) fucking episode. (laughs) I was too. Like, he just got it up on his computer, and he's, like, mimicking. This predicted the future right here. (laughs) It did. I don't know about you guys, but I felt personally attacked by this episode because I didn't like to be called out on the fact that I, too, like to use the computer more than going outside. Well, since Alex didn't say anything about the battle, I'll note the battle was actually pretty good, given what season it is. I really liked how it went from Shingo obsessively using his computer at first to gradually paying more and more attention to the physical battle. There was a Prima mention. That was interesting. Oh, yeah. Misty brought up Prima, said something like, Prima taught us that we have to trust in our Pokemon or some sort of insightful thing. Primo was high off her ass that day, but she left an impression. <laughs> she stared right into the sun. <laughs> Didn't she say something like that? She was like, the sun is our friend. Yes. Probably. I think you gave the sun MVP for that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I did. Go back and listen to our Prima episode. It was totally worth it. Who's better, Scissor or Heracross? Heracross. Heracross. <laughs> Duh. Okay, I reluctantly... Oh, wait, doesn't Heracross also have a Mega? Yes, and it's... I like Mega Heracross. Mm, you sounded kind of hesitant. Well, regular Heracross is better, but Mega Heracross is good, too. That's kind of interesting that you prefer Mega Scizor over Scizor and prefer Heracross over Mega Heracross. What can I say? I'm a complicated man. Look at him. He looks so grumpy. Mega Heracross. Something about the Popeye forearms and just doesn't really fit in there. Yeah, regular Heracross is better, but I like Mega Heracross as an alternative. Oh, please bring back Megas. All right. Yep. So that was Wired for Battle. Maybe not one of the hardest hitting episodes, but it was pretty good. I thought this was the second best episode of Johto so far. 
Whoa, Ooh, what? That's a... I, I don't know, you guys. I really like this one. I thought it was interesting. It reminded me of the early season one episodes where they would meet someone and have discussions about, like, the practices of Pokemon battling and training and looking at the world from that perspective. It was a more um, theoretical conflict of the episode rather than just something like, Team Rocket stole a Mareep or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it a lot. It was interesting characters with good designs. Um, it had a unique setting of the dojo. No festival. No stupid fucking annual festival, of course. I don't know. I like Shingo a lot. I thought he made for a good contrast with Ash. I thought he should have been a recurring character for the rest of Johto and a rival in the league. Oh. He would have been awesome if he was like an addition to the team and he was like provided info, you know, on all the people that showed up. Like the nerdy geeky guy or something. He should he should have appeared again for sure, and they set it up too. They said we'll we'll meet again and battle again. You've sold me on this now, Austin. I, I didn't Thank think you. so so deeply into it, but now I can see he would have been such a good foil for Ash as far as like like you said, Ash's instinct versus like Shingo's data. And they could they could have explored a lot about that. Like there's obviously merit into his approach. He went too yeah. far into it and you know blocked out the world. And Ash could have learned from him as well. Yeah, like sometimes yeah. just winging it doesn't always work. Like you actually have to sometimes analyze your situation. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm convinced now more than I was. They're a yin and yang. That would have been a very good like matchup. Once calculated, spontaneous. That theme could have kept this a little more interesting. Good point. Mm, damn you, Austin, for making me want something that never happened. Oh, another in the string of a long disappointment. When we get to Johto in our HBO Max or Netflix live action adaptation, <laughs> Shingo's going to be a recurring character. <laughs> he's going to be like a Higekimore that's just all in his room all day. <laughs> I'm like, he's just scratching himself. Underwear's oh everywhere. God. <laughs> it's it's going to be it's going to be wild. The things we could have had. I know. But we never got. Don't even get me started on the latest episode of one of the Pokemon Ultimate Journeys episodes that we watched in which the reuniting of Ash and Serena did not go anything. Okay, we, we, we won't get you started. Okay, moving on. No, MVP, please, don't, okay. please don't get me started. Okay, MVP and LVP for this episode. Uh, I'm going first, followed by Alex and then Austin. Uh, refresh my memory here. What's the head dojo guy? What's his name? Muramasa. Muramasa. Okay, he's my he's my LVP. Because instead of buying all his pupils' uniforms for the school, he bought his son a laptop. So <laughs> you're, my, you're my LVP. Uh, my MVP, I'm going to give it to Heracross, of course. Oh. Damn it. Because, yeah, I mean, we knew that that, was I mean come on, you know. Yeah. This was Heracross's best showing. And then my quote, it comes from, well, actually it comes from Brock. And it's the first time Scizor appears. Brock goes, Scissor me timbers. Does he say that for real? Yeah. That's my Oh quote. my god, Jacob. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, Austin. Just just let me believe it. Okay. Alex, your turn. I don't even have a quote, so yeah. I didn't even write down an MVP and LVP. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to give MVP to Jesse for being so computer illiterate that it's adorable. Yeah, that's a stretch, but it's all I got. LVP, I'm going to give it to... Shingo for naming his Pokemon Blade. I don't know. <laughs> Could be a little bit more. How do you, your dad's Pokemon is named the Crimson Streak, and that's super cool. And then you go and name your own Pokemon Blade. No offense to anybody who named their Scizor's Blade as kids. And I don't have a quote. 
at all. So does anybody have an extra quote? I got plenty. Y'all are letting me down this episode. Can you put something in the chat and I can pretend that it was me? Okay, Jesse says, prepare for trouble like you've never seen. And James says, this is real life, kid. This ain't on your screen. That's a good one. Hey. Okay. Thanks, Austin. You the real MVP. My MVP is me because I'm the best. <laughs> I actually have to think about it. I guess my MVP. Oh, gu- guess what? My MVP is Ash. Again? Again. Again. Taught Shingo a lesson. Ooh. And he was true to himself. I don't know. I think that both sides have merit. I don't think that Ash's way is tech- is the right way necessarily all the time. but Yeah, but Shingo needed to get it out of his funk. Yeah, we, you know what? It's always a good thing to expose yourself to different ideologies and things that you may not be exposed to all the time. So I agree. Okay, continue on. My LVP will be Misty and Brock for not being in Shingo's database. No. <laughs> no, actually, I take it back. My LVP is Shingo's database for not having two Kanto gym leaders. That was bad. Okay. Not a very good database. My quote will be near the beginning. Brock, when he sees the Scizor, says... If you ask me, I'd say it doesn't have a trainer. And then Scizor's trainer says, I am its trainer. So Brock says, well, it's a good thing you didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, is that it for this episode? Are we all good with it? I think so. Scizor's really cute. I don't care what you guys say. We didn't say, we just said we prefer Scyther. Yeah. All right, Austin, what's on the menu for next week? Well, next episode has special guest stars, Matt Damon and Robin Williams. Because the next episode is called Good Quill Hunting. Ha, ha, ha. And the other episode is A Shadow of a Drought. Could you imagine if they really had gotten Robin Williams to do voice work? He wanted to be Professor Oak. What? W- wait, really? Yeah. <gasps> I didn't know that. He wanted to play Professor Oak in a live action movie. Oh my god. How come that never happened? Ugh. Because he died. No. No. Uh, no. Well... If you want to watch him as, like, a mad scientist, you can watch Flubber. Flubber is, like, the oak substitute. God, could you imagine? Oh, my gosh. He could have been, like, in Detective Pikachu and been Professor Oak. Oh, my God. Ash could have been Ben Affleck and been great. You consistently say Ben Affleck. What is his name? Ben Affleck. Affleck. Fleck. Effect. Fleck. All right, I'm going to close this out. Fleck yourself. That's enough. (laughs) Jacob's like, I'm done with this. All right. Enough about that. All right. I'm going to close this out. Thank you all for listening, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Again, the handle is outofdryingpan. And join us next time as this journey continues.